0: Back on the 29th of July, the UNE Law Student Society held their annual ball and raised over $4,000 for the Armadale Women's Shelter. The Law Student Society was also presented with the Spirit of Leadership Award by the Australian Law Students Association, and in addition to that incredible feat, Law Student Society Committee members Lara Glasson and Amy Danek both took home awards. Today I'm talking to Amy, who won the Australian Law Students Association Outstanding Advocate of the Year Award. She also founded the UNE Law Moms Group, which provides social support for mums studying law. So, thanks for chatting with me today, Amy, and a massive congratulations. That's an incredible feat. Thank you. So, what does being the Outstanding Advocate of the Year mean to you?
1: So, I started out as a social justice and equity officer within the LSS, and Lara hands us all this document to get us thinking about what it is we want to accomplish during the, our respective terms within that role. Um, I had this idea of bridging a knowledge gap between uni and real practice and providing motivation for UNE law students by writing articles on certain social justice-like issues and interviewing lawyers about various projects they are working on that um, change the current landscape of the practice that is law that we know. Um, So it means to me, like to me personally, it just means that connection between our law students or law students in this position and, um, people practicing live. I think we have a huge gap in between uni and live practice. So this social justice role within the LSS, um, has enabled me to bridge that gap basically and, um, communicate some of those issues that we tend to assume as students that we don't know because of that gap and communicate those issues back to our students. So um, I feel like I've done that within my role and it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. So in addition to that, you've also transformed the UNE Law Student Society's social justice portfolio, which you're the officer of, into one of the largest running portfolios in the committee. Was that difficult to do?
1: Uh, not really. <laughs> it's, yeah, it just, it's, it's just something that came naturally to me. Um, so I had just brainstormed all these ideas of things I can do and basically jumped on LinkedIn and chatted to any legal professional who would chat to me about the many projects they're working on. Um, so from that incoming information, I was able to write a lot of articles and interviews and things like that for our socials pages as well. Um, so it's something different, um, compared to what the portfolio had previously done. I think from my understanding previously it had uh, worked off the internal email system um, as to what they do there. And I've basically taken that outside that internal email system and um, to be able to include the outside world in that. So it was, yeah, it was just something that was natural to what my brain thought I should do in this position as um, we weren't, well, with this particular position, I wasn't really told this is what you should do. This is this is the role. There wasn't much of a handover. It was just basically what do you want to do with this role? What does it mean to you? Um, and how can we utilise this role to better our students? So um, it wasn't that hard in that aspect. And having that um, this year we've also implemented subcommittees. So I think that's really important for our LSS to have that that structural support of many law students helping rather than just one officer doing it all. Um, I think moving into the next year, that structural support of the subcommittee system is really going to help us achieve more and push out more content.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the social justice issues that you've touched on?
1: Okay. So I've interviewed a few lawyers um, and I've also written on a few issues. So we'll start with Stephanie Costi, who I spoke to recently um, Stephanie is a, a practising lawyer in copyright law. Um, she hosts seminars for students and graduates with advice um, pertaining to writing resumes and particularly how you can utilise LinkedIn as your digital business card. So I found that really interesting being, a you know, really active on LinkedIn myself. Um, I spoke to James Dapache earlier on. Um, he was one of my, the first lawyers I spoke to. Um, I chose him as I found him on LinkedIn talking about mental health issues and law. Um, He was talking about anxiety and the comment was something like, if you haven't experienced anxiety working in the legal profession, you're a sociopath. And (laughs) I found that hilarious. (laughs) I think James really connects with his audience with humour. So, and he speaks about these really important issues that I think that in the profession a lot of people try to back away from, particularly mental health. So, Um, That was my focus with James and we had him at the law ball speaking about various issues as well, which was really fun. (laughs) Um, Chris Dobbs, he created the online legal marketplace Rightful where legal professionals can collaborate on legal documents remotely. Um, So this interested me not only because the ability to work from home changes that 70 hours a week in office type um, and forget your family type vibe we have going in law, Um, It also has great potential to pull diverse groups into law such as mums like myself who have that at-home caring responsibility. And I think particularly as uni students, we're not told that we really need that industry experience while studying because once you finish, once you graduate and you're in the job market competing with other graduates, um, that's really going to put you at a disadvantage if you don't have any legal experience whatsoever. So it's been really fun and a privilege working with Chris. And for me as a mum, that means that I do have some legal experience, you know, in my battle zone to be able to compete with when I'm done. Um, Yep. So I wrote an interview with him. Um, Then we have Desley Dunn. Um, Desley spoke to me on her experience as a lawyer with ADHD, also with her experience at university on types of supports that can be implemented for students and employees in the work arena and why it's important to be inclusive in terms of supporting neurodivergence in law. The filter down effect, especially in that more diversity at the top of our system, as in the bench, means more fair decisions pertaining to our wide and diverse community rather than your average middle class white male kind of type of decisions we had going in the past. Um, so that was really one of my key my my baby articles, I really loved writing those two ones about ADHD. I've also written for the ALSA 2023 Mental Health and Wellbeing publication, based, um, particularly on imposter syndrome and One's Inner Critic and How You Can Tame It, um, although I'm still working on that myself. So. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Um, yeah. And as you said, I also created the UNE Law Mums Facebook group Uh, We now have around 200 law students and that includes alumni and some students who are also studying at other universities now as well. That's basically a support group to support mums who are juggling studies and supporting their tiny humans. Um, So we've found that to be a great support tool uh, for when you're feeling run down and asking yourself, why am I doing this, especially by free choice, because it's very challenging. We all need that space to be able to ask for help and I think that's something that's really Difficult um, when you're studying online. You don't yeah. have that in-person interaction as in-person universities do. Um,
0: so studying. what are some ways that the UNE Law School can actually better support students, especially studying mums? Is that something that the society and you guys want to look at and discuss?
1: I think we, uh, the, the last year's society attempted to, well, they have um, implemented a Moodle page. Mm-hmm thread-like discussions, but I feel like students won't really discuss issues like this over there because I'm not sure why. Maybe it's the, the academic integrity thing. Who knows? Yeah, I find that the social media groups are really helpful because they're private groups. They're closed spaces to us. And especially we've had comments like, you know, no one can Google your name, especially potential employers and find out, you know, these issues that you're having at uni and use that against you in the employment world. So I think what UNE does really well is their um, their one-on-one system, how you can call their counselling service, that's great, but that doesn't really implement a group-type structure of support. And I think the only way to really bridge that gap is by utilising social groups. I think that UNE could start Facebook groups and things like that that are run by UNE. And somehow, because I know we've had issues in the past with academic integrity and things like that being discussed and our other group, which is um, run by a law student as well, has about 500 people in it. So it is a full-time job for the admins to make sure everything's, you know, running well within these groups and things. rules aren't being breached. Um, so I think U- UNE could pretty much implement that and I'm not sure if it's possible, but to pull those rules from UNE across to social groups Mm. I think that would really bridge that gap and um, make such a difference.
0: So you're in your final year of, um, of law here at UNE. Do you know what's next for you?
1: <laughs> the answer is always evolving, depending yeah. on new, new units I've done and the knowledge that comes from those units and whatever work I'm involved in at the time. Um, so I started my degree out wanting to end up in medical negligence and employment. My favourite units so far have been emergency powers law and social media law. Um, I'm currently working on corporate type law documents within the rightful system. I haven't actually done corporate law yet, so it's been that's been fun. <laughs> it's a whole new world that I didn't expect this particular area of law, um, because it employs a lot of creative writing, mm-hmm. um, as well pertaining to the tone that you have to write in to suit ex clients' needs. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with AI and tech, the tech side of law, um, how that's implemented into databases and the potential from from a social justice perspective that AI has to change the legal system um, with offering more efficient ways of accessing justice and new areas of law that it opens up as well. Recently on this a week, one of our LSS crew told me I should be a barrister because I'm good at marketing that side of myself on socials, so that was also something I hadn't considered. Um, I started out this degree with a certain level of social anxiety and particularly not wanting to put myself in the position of the spotlight because I am a first-gen lawyer in my family. Mm -hmm. I had zero zero knowledge or family or social structural support when it comes to law and it's really hard to involve yourself in discussions in first year, especially in those Zoom-type tutorials Um, when you're aware that there's a big chance that whatever comes out your mouth mouth is going to be wrong. (laughs) So the first half of my degree I basically avoided those um interactions all together so um yeah it's it's my career our, our aspirations are forever evolving but at the moment I'm really enjoying working on this remote platform with Chris and working over there because I f- feel like that's supported a lot of our mums um really well um we've got a few of our mums over <clears throat> there doing paralegal work um and they wouldn't have had this experience but for this platform so that's really important to me at the moment
0: yeah for sure Do you foresee that you'll still be involved with ALSA and maybe other law student societies?
1: Um, A lot of us are planning on staying in the LSS. This year I was actually really thrilled and excited to get a personal message from Annabelle, who is the ex-president of ALSA, um, who asked me that I really should nominate for ALSA this year. Um, I thought about it. And the reason I didn't is because I plan to stay within the LSS and within an executive role, and I can't do both. Like I can't possibly do both and um, work over on the rightful platform and my union degree and homeschool my three children, which is what I'm currently doing. (laughs) Yeah, Um,
0: that's intense.
1: Yeah. I was able to chat to a lot of the committee members at ALSA and I find them very inspiring. Um, So it might be something in the coming years, or or, I really don't have that much time left, so (laughs) I'm not sure about ALSA. Uh, but I plan to stay within the LSS because I feel like we've really built something this year. We've built something huge and we have the potential to keep um, building that and snowballing our small club. Um, what I found within the ALSA conference was a lot of the law student societies are rather big. Like they had some which were had about 200 members working. We have a mere 22 and I'm pretty sure that includes our subcommittee members final question, what advice do
0: you have for first-year law students or anyone thinking about studying law?
1: I would highly advise getting involved in the social groups on Facebook only because I find that that social support and just knowing that other people are struggling with the same imposter syndrome, anxiety-like issues that you are, like everyone deals with this. It's not a you thing. I think when you feel like you're alone, it's really isolating and it's, it's just it's hard. It makes it harder than it has to be. Um, I really advise anyone wanting to, to get involved within the LSS because I feel like, um, this year that is what has really developed me personally and professionally as I've been able to chat to lawyers in the industry. I've made some really good friends, um, and that being able to bridge that gap between uni and real practice is really helpful for law students. Um, yeah, just basically getting involved where you can, but don't push yourself to get involved if it's, if you're uncomfortable. Like sometimes it's, you know, f- for me with that first-gen lawyer type issues I have and the anxiety that came with that, it was it was helpful for me to just basically read more on these structures of law and this background knowledge to gain that knowledge to be able to have the confidence to show up and speak. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fantastic advice, though. Thank you. And thank you for coming in to chat with us today. It's been really, really great to to talk to you and get sort of an inside perspective on ALSA and the Law Student Society and showcase some of the amazing work that our UNE students are doing here.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.